Join the conversation in Tipperary. Contact us through Facebook, Twitter or email tiptoday at tipfm.com. Time to talk about farming and glad to be joined by Katrina Morrissey who is news editor for the Farmer's Journal. Good morning to you, Katrina. Good morning, Fran. And thanks for coming on with us today. A shortage of cattle, Katrina, and it will drive up beef prices. That's right, and that's something we touched on last week, yeah. Fran. Uh, the pre-Christmas buying has certainly begun and also it looks like there will be a scarcity of cattle there for the weeks to come and into the new year. So, uh, there was a meeting in leash of uh, the IFA's beef committee and uh, beef farmers from around the country. Um, they were giving out uh, for I suppose, the amount of um, the cost increases at their end, the beef price increases, are not there to justify what they're spending on feed and, and buying the, mm. the store cattle to finish for the winter. There was some good news, however, that came out of that meeting, and that was Paul Nolan from Dawn Meat, who was... Um, somewhat optimistic that a beef price rise would come because of the scarcity of cattle. So the raw material is not there for the beef factory to buy, so therefore they will have to pay more to get the supplies that are there. The Chagosk uh, harvest report is out as well. Record harvest for 2022. Record harvest, yeah. I mean, everybody will remember harvest time this year was really, really good weather-wise. It was an easy harvest for farmers. Weather was good. And the yields, as it turns out, were absolutely excellent. So there was record yields reported in spring barley, oilseed rape and spring oats. And the winter wheat was as good as it was in 2015, which a lot of farmers will remember. So all crops actually were, had better yields than the five-year average. So good news for tillage farmers on that front. So obviously that's weather. That is weather, I suppose. Um, it was a warm and dry summer. So in Ireland, if you get uh, heat and damp, then you will have problems, you know, disease pressure increases with that type of weather. Because the summer was dry and warm, the crop grew well and probably wasn't under the same disease pressure. There's some disillusionment, uh, Katrina, about the Food Vision uh, Beef and uh, Sheep Group proposals. What's behind this? Yeah, very much so. Um, a lot of disillusionment across all of the farm organisations, it has to be said. Last Friday, was a, there was a meeting of the farm organisations with the Department of Agriculture um, and the INHSA, which is the Hill, Natura and Hill Farmers Association, actually walked out of that meeting. They said they just couldn't sign off to what the proposals are going to be. Um, they say that the proposals are essentially a, a cull of the suckler herd, which most of their farmers would be very, um, you know, they're, they're very big suckler, not big in in, um, in the individual herd sense. They would be generally smaller herd sizes, but they produce a lot of the cattle in the West. Um they said they had serious concerns about recommendations to reducing the slaughter age and age at first calving, both of which are you know, being pushed as environmental measures because if an animal can be finished earlier, then it contributes less carbon um, emissions over its lifetime and less methane. Um, but they say it just, you know, it pushes the, too much pressure on the sucker herd and farmers will get out as a result. They're not the only ones by any stretch um, unhappy with the process. The IFA too have said that it will not sign up. It did stay in the room last Friday, but it said it doesn't support their proposals. And since then, we've had a raft of farm organisations come out and say, you know, we're just not happy with this. And you'd have to wonder, you know, if a report comes out in a couple of weeks' time that none of the farm organisations will have endorsed, what kind of 
you know, credence can you give that report then? It's, it's a big one for the industry, a big one for the Minister. Little or none, I, I suppose. Uh, okay. We've been talking for about acres for, for some time now, Katrina, and in this case, the burn farmers. What, what's the story there? Yeah, so there was um, there is a world-famous scheme involving burn farmers, which has been running uh, under the stewardship of a man called Dr Brendan Dunford. Um, it is hailed across Europe as a really top-class example of how farmers can farm for the benefit of the environment. And it is, you know, it's the flagship scheme across Europe. Yes. And that is coming to an end now, and it is to be replaced by a group scheme under the Acres project. Brendan Dunford and his colleagues are not happy. They say that Acres is, uh, you know, a, pay, a shadow in comparison to the original burn programme because Acres will only apply to, for example, it might only apply to half of your farm. Mm. So they say that farmers then are not incentivised to do the same level of um, environmental work on the full farm. And they say that will result in environmental, um, I suppose, climb down on those farms. Um, and they have said they, they will, they will, they, they have a company which is involved in Acres and they will do that, but they just can't get involved themselves because they don't think it's good enough. So this week, the Department of Agriculture met uh, Brendan Dunford and his team. And what came out of that was that they have said that they will look at having a bespoke bonus payment for those farmers in the Burren. The Burren being, you know, uh, so again, a world famous landscape Absolutely, that they yeah. feel it, it merits something over and above. Pat O'Toole is writing today, Katrina, about the Kerry Co-op uh, special general meeting that's happening. Yeah, so last week we reported that they hadn't reached the target that was required in yeah. terms of signatures to trigger the special general meeting. Uh, ICOS have come out and said actually they are close to getting it now and they are continuing to tally the um, the signatures. So it's very likely now that that SGM will come uh, in the coming weeks and the, uh, the I suppose the, the basis for that meeting is that it's going to have a proposal that will lock each co-op share to a fixed number of Kerry Group PLC shares and therefore it will have um, some say on how much money can be spent in buying the milk business. That's almost an interesting story, that, isn't it? Um, <laughs> moving on to forestry then, uh, Katrina, and some headaches for our nurseries. That's right. There was a huge new um, forestry programme or announced about three weeks ago at this stage and a big emphasis on native trees, a big emphasis on trying to switch away from the Sitka spruce and that swing, so both the increase in the demand for native trees and the reduction in demand for the commercial Sitka mm. fruits is causing a problem for nurseries. You know, they point out that their crop of trees would have been sown three years ago. They would have sown at that time based on what the market demanded at that time. So this recent change and the huge increase in forecasted planting is going to put them under pressure to be able to supply what the market needs in the spring. Can I finally ask you about uh, the department's new sheep improvement scheme? What's what's the story there? Yeah, new scheme, um, new payment, €12 Euro per year for sheep farmers. Applications can be made now through the department's Ag Food website. Um, it can be completed by the farmer themselves or through an advisor. This was announced in the budget. It has, and it's part of the, the next cap as well. Um, a five-year scheme with twenty million altogether, and it's gone. The payment rate has gone from ten euro to twelve euro per year. An important one for sheep farmers, and it will pay for um, increased actions, including things like 
buying a genotype ram so that you know the genetic merit of that ram and, and he will be improving the flock. And then things like um, instead of doing just blanket worming of the flock, you might do things like a fecal egg count. And that would mean that you would be physically checking for worm eggs and you would not then be using a blanket dosing system. That will be all part of that drive to reduce um, antibiotic use where possible. Can I finally ask you just about uh, avian flu, bird flu? Um, and again, people concerned, I suppose, about uh, turkeys being available for Christmas. Uh, and that there was a second farm down with, with bird flu, was there not? Was that in Monaghan, I think, was it? That's right, yeah. yeah. Tuesday night, we got word of the second farm, similar in size to the first one. So we believe about 3,000. It is turkeys again. So it will raise a little bit of concern in the overall scheme of things. Those particular farms are not huge in terms of numbers. But as I've said before, you know, devastating obviously for the individual farm involved because every bird on that farm will now be humanely destroyed um, and they will have to clean out everything and, and basically start from scratch. So uh, last winter, there were six cases of avian flu in, in commercial flocks. We would be hoping that it won't get any bigger than these two um, for the sake of the industry. Mm. But again, you know, Monaghan, Cavan, it's the poultry centre of Ireland really um, and the risk of it spreading, if it is in the area at all, would be would be high. The authorities will be really trying to keep a lid on it, but, but difficult. Right, but in in terms of shortages for Christmas, do you, that's not on the cards just now, not I guess, Not just yet, I don't think. And I'm right. sure, where possible, any farmer who is producing turkeys for Christmas, if they can bring forward their processing dates, I'd say they will. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we're not hearing of any huge concern. All right. Katrina, always good to talk to you. Thank you. Good morning to you, Katrina. Thanks, Bye bye to you now. That's uh, Katrina Morrissey there, who's news editor for the Farmers Journal and uh, Living in Care. Uh, that's it. That's it for now. Uh, news and information is on the way. We'll be back with you. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.